What's up, friends? I'm Candace Kelly, and welcome to episode 17 of the Mental Cement Podcast, where we teach you how to master your mindset in order to live the life that you want to live. Today's guest is all about making you shine online with beautiful, seamless web design and branding. Her company helps ambitious coaches, consultants, and speakers perfect their online presence to help them get more clients and build businesses that shine. The CEO and host of Foolishly Creative is going to talk to us today about branding, what we're doing wrong, how we can fix it, and more importantly, how we can take bigger risks and make better decisions when we're doing our branding in our businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it with today's guest, the wonderful Miss Kimberly Mays. Kimberly, welcome to the Mental Summit Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. I'm very excited about our talk today because it's not very often that I get to talk to people who work exclusively in the online space as I do. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background and what you're doing right now. Okay, so I've always loved computers ever since I was a small child. My first computer was a Commodore 64, so that's way back in the day. So I've always knew as a child that I wanted to do something in my life regarding computers. I just didn't know what. Fast forward to a couple of years later, in my teenage years, I got into um, HTML and web design. So I really loved doing it. I did it as a hobby. And I said, what if I turn this hobby into a business? And then, you know, life happens and you go the traditional route, you go to college, you get a job out of college and you go into the corporate space. So that's what I did for about a decade and a half after college. I just, um, I excelled. I still remained in an online space, particularly in the marketing space, but I am still in corporate. And so it's not a bad place to be, but I knew there was something stirring inside of me that wanted to have a business of my own and kind of go back to my web design and development roots. So I created Foolishly Creative in um, 2016 to really help a lot of small businesses grow and sustain online. Because what I was seeing as I was developing ideas for a business, I would see so many new businesses, they would start, and then I would not be able to find them online. And then when I did, a lot of the websites were down, I couldn't find them, they had no presence. And I said, okay, these guys need marketing help, they need experience, they need branding, and they need to really understand what it takes to thrive online. So that is how I came up with Foolishly Creative. I love that. That is amazing. And I want to go back in to where you said, you know, you've had the idea and then you kind of went the traditional route. What was it that propelled you to kind of say, hey, corporate is working, but I really just want to do this thing? Yeah. So I think everybody wants something that they own. They want an ownership and something that they can truly call theirs. And that's what I wanted. You know, I did have a passion. I still do have a passion for what I do in full time, but Sometimes you just want something of your own creation where you kind of steer the ship in a direction that you want it to go into. And I knew that the only way I could really make something mine is to start something of, of mine. And it's purely out of passion and out of love for what I do. So that was really the shift. It was just really saying, okay, I just want to own something. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's deep within us all, but that's kind of a scary jump to make. And I love the fact that you did it, but you didn't do the, I quit my job and I didn't know what I was going to do. You kind of had a plan mm-hmm. and you executed over time. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And so 
let's talk a little bit about your work with Foolishly Creative and you help small businesses, you help them with branding. What is one of the most common mistakes you see that small business owners are making when it comes to branding in the online space? Yeah, sure. So a lot of my clients are primarily coaches, speakers, and authors. And a lot of times I see a lot of um, small business owners, first of all, they don't really know what to do and they kind of feel like, okay, they're overwhelmed. They have what I call shiny object syndrome where they feel like they have to do everything. They feel like they have to purchase everything. They have to know everything. They, they hoard a lot of information. So what happens is they get themselves into overwhelm so quickly that they just have analysis paralysis where they just don't do anything at all and they kind of stall and delay. So that's a really big mistake that I see them making. But in terms of branding, a lot of times they just don't know what it is or how um, how to approach it. Most of the time they don't know what it is. And a lot of times they just don't know how to talk to their ideal client. They don't know, okay, who am I targeting? Why am I targeting this person? What problems do they have? They don't think in those terms. They think of, okay, here's what I do. I tell people what I do and automatically they'll get it and they'll come. And that's not necessarily how it works. Beautiful. And I'd love for you to explain what definition you use of branding and then the difference between a brand and a brand name because I also Mm -hmm. work with clients and they say like I need a name and I say well you have nothing yet like we need to figure out what it is and like you're saying what you're saying first Mm -hmm. and the name is really just the cherry on top and so I'd love for you to explain kind of how you think of branding and the difference between branding and the brand name. Sure. So what I think of branding is, it's that unknown feeling that you get when you experience a a company. So say, I like to use Coca-Cola as an example all the time. So when you see that logo, you see just what they represent, or even Apple, let's just take Apple. Apple is simplicity, sophistication, everything they do looks and feels the same way. Their message is always the same. Everything that they do is the same. You go on the website, the presentation is the same. You go into the store, everything is neat, polished. It's, It's laid out, it's clean. So it's really like the hidden feeling that you get when you experience a company. So for example, you wouldn't see um, Apple, an Apple store looking in disarray. You wouldn't see, um, you know, just just products hanging out there with sale tags and all this like uh, fancy signage and things like that. So it's really like how you want to resonate with your with the people that you're trying to attract. So, you know, if you're a a bargain hunter, you wouldn't necessarily go in an Apple store. If you're looking for the latest and greatest in sophistication, you would probably be um, a good candidate to go into those stores. So it's really just thinking about, okay, how do you want people to perceive you? And a brand takes a long time to build and probably a very short time to destroy. But um, that's what I tell people, okay, well, just think of it first of how do you want folks to feel about you? Um, you know, how do you want them to, 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 um, to think about you? And then just the brand name itself, it's just like the logo. Like you said, it's like the cherry on top. Okay, you know, names like Google and Yahoo, they don't really make any sense, right? If you mm-hmm. think about it abstractly, <laughs> and if right. you think about Apple, you're like, okay, well, that's a fruit. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about the brand name. It's about the, the company behind it. And then once you have that, you can name things anything you want as, as you know, using those three companies as an example. Um, so and that's the same thing with a logo as well. So I say just really get clear and get focused first and just think about um, the feeling and the, the emotions that come out of the, the company or the small business. 
Yeah, I love that. And I love the <laughs> distinction because people think it, it really, really matters. But a mm-hmm. lot of companies, they'll get ownership, they'll change the name. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we used to have the Time Warner Cable Arena. But then when they mm-hmm. were bought out by Spectrum, they changed it to the Spectrum Arena. And nobody really noticed and or cared. You know? <laughs> so yeah. If you do your job correctly, like you said, the name is just it'll come and it Mm -hmm. doesn't really change people's opinion of you too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that. And I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into your journey and into your work. When you first started with entrepreneurship, did you find that there were a lot of things that you hadn't accounted for? Oh yeah. There's, there's always things that you don't really account for. So I would like to tell, tell people that when you embark on this, it's going to shake you and rattle you to your core. So, you know, whatever you're, you're dealing with before, you're going to deal with it 10 times when you're an entrepreneur, because you are really putting yourself out there and it's scary. And, you know, Sometimes you do need a little help in a, in a lot of areas, particularly, you know, your life. You may need help with just, just basic things like cleaning or just food delivery. And you may need help like with things like therapy. And a lot of people don't realize this because, you know, I think that when you go into this, there's a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows. Not every day is going to be great. Not every month is going to be great. It's going to be really rocky at first. And some people give up at that stage because they're like, okay, well, this is not for me. This is, this is strange. This is weird. I'm not, I don't like this. So I think that is really the things that you really, unaccount, really don't account for mentally. I mean, the financial things, yeah, you can get yourself into a hole if you invest too quickly or, you know, invest in the wrong things. But I think on the emotional side as well, you don't realize what an undertaking it is and how much work it takes to put a product or service out there and to realize if no one's biting to keep going anyway. I think that takes a lot of mental fortitude. And if you prepare yourself appropriately, yeah, you can succeed because I like to tell people, okay, imagine you're just three feet away from gold, like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're almost there. You're almost right. there. Just keep, just keep digging. Just keep digging, you know, because that's how, and even still to this day, that's how I have to approach things because there's always going to be something that says, okay, pull back. This ain't working, you know, just go back to your safe space and you can't really do that. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and people don't realize that they think, oh, well, it's fine. I'll just do the same thing I did in corporate or the same mm-hmm. thing. And even though you might be doing the same tasks, it's very different when you're the one writing the paychecks and you're the mm-hmm. one leading the ship and, and no one's telling you deadlines. You're setting the deadlines. Like that's mm-hmm. really scary. And that's a lot to overcome. So I appreciate your candor in that. And and being real with it because I think a lot of people just like to showcase the lifestyle without mm-hmm. the, the work to create that lifestyle. Exactly. And, and to touch on again, like online is very different than the traditional media space. So what drew you to, to continue with online? I know you said you loved computers and kind of getting in there and being in the mix. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of people assume that it is, just the exact same, but just on a computer. And that's not necessarily true. And what do you find that some people who maybe have traditional businesses and then they try to transition to online and they struggle a bit? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I did work, um, I think I'm thinking of like an internship a long time ago where, you know, I did work with a small business. They had a physical store and then they had an online store. So, you know, I think that they were trying to juggle a lot. They were trying to juggle 
was running the physical store, but then he wanted to shift to online. And what happens is one of the owners, he was kind of a jack of all trades. He wanted to do everything himself. And looking back on that, I realized that a lot of these business owners, what they try to do is they try to take on everything and they, they try to be um, everything to the business. And what people need to realize is that, you know, if something is not in your wheelhouse, if something's not in your specialty, it's actually a good idea to um, delegate and seek out outside help just to fill in those gaps where those gaps may not be present just because you're um, excelling in one area or one domain doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to translate to another area. So my advice would be to, okay, well, identify where your strengths and weaknesses are, identify where you're struggling, and then get help so that you can operate in your zone of genius and do the things that you need to do to generate revenue, and then let, you know, whoever you hire handle those other tasks. Mm, That is so true. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy to get caught up in that, especially mm-hmm. as you said, working with like coaches and people who d- are practitioners mm-hmm. and they really are big on service and they're like, well, people are paying for me, so they need me to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can really be the death of something very quickly. Um, and I'd love to just touch on your name, Foolishly Creative. That's a really cool name. What inspired that and what is the meaning that you like to attribute behind it? Yeah, sure. I, I love talking about it because it has a really funny origin story. So the origin story is I was looking for a domain name and I said, okay, it has to end in creative. So mm-hmm. I was on, I think, GoDaddy just looking for names and everything I could think of, every adjective was taken and I was just getting frustrated. And then I'm kind of known for my goofy personality. You know, I just... I'm just a silly person in, in general. So my boyfriend's like, well, what, what about Foolishly Creative? I said, okay, yeah, that's great. And I loved it at first. And then when I bought the name, I had second thoughts. I was like, wait a minute. This is like, what? Well, actually, I didn't have second thoughts. Somebody said, okay, well, foolish is not a good word. I <laughs> yeah. said, and I said, oh my God, you're right. And then when I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, a lot of people are called fools when they embark on something that's bigger than themselves, right? Because we all have this need to kind of go back into our safe space and like, okay, well, don't go outside your comfort zone. But the people who are successful are the ones that do. So I said, okay, well, this is a great name because a lot of times people are called fools. You know, you think of any entrepreneur, anybody who made a difference, even the Wright brothers and like even anybody that just did something big or had an imagination, they were always told that, okay, what they do, was doing is foolish. So I said, okay, well, this is great because I want to inspire people to step outside their comfort zone, to do something bigger than themselves, to do something uncomfortable and scary and still move past it anyway. So I said, okay, I'm keeping the name. And then what solidified my decision was a quote from Steve Jobs where he says, stay hungry, stay foolish. And I was mm. like, yep, that's, <laughs> it. that's that's my name. So that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> that is amazing. That's mm-hmm. such a fun story. And I think the name, it draws me because it's different. It's not mm-hmm. just like, you know, I am a creative or one of the kinds of like, ooh, foolishly, it has kind of mm-hmm. a, a little twist. It's a little bit unorthodox. And yeah. I think that really helps set you apart. So that's really great. And I love mm-hmm. the that feeling of the, uh, what if it doesn't work? Because I think that <laughs> describes like entrepreneurship in general. You're like, yeah, this is yeah. a great idea. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, crap, what did I just do? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Um, 
I would love for you to share any advice that you have for someone listening that they're thinking, well, I've always wanted to, you know, get in the online space, but what if I am foolish? What if they do laugh at me? What if I'm not cut out for it? What advice would you give to someone who might be wanting to get to where you are one day? Yeah. So I would say, you know, you're, your idea wasn't planted in you by mistake. So, you know, whether you believe in a higher power or, or not, it doesn't really matter. It's not a coincidence that you thought of this and that it's burning a hole in, 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 your, in your gut. So what, I, what advice I would give is, okay, you know, you need to seek out like-minded people who have the same idea because one of the mistakes that I see a lot of people made, and I almost made it too, is telling your dream to everybody. So even though people like you and they love you, they may not support you because this thing is so scary, the thing is so big. They can't even imagine it for themselves, so they can't imagine it for you. So they may say, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Or, you know, what if, you, what if it doesn't work? Or who's going to pay for that? And it doesn't mean that they're doing it out of malice. It just means that they're not in the same um, mindset as you are. So I would say that you really need to get into a community of people who are of that same mindset to say, okay, you know what? You're having a bad day, but this too shall pass. Here's what we're going to do and people who can um, support you in the technical space, the coaching space, selling, marketing, whatever it is you need. Um, there are so many groups online. There's so many business coaches. So I would suggest really finding one and sticking with that community. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Mm -hmm. Before we wrap up, I'd love to get your social media and your website and all that info where people can connect with you and your brand online. Awesome. So my website is foolishlycreative.com and my social media post, uh, my social media handles rather, um, you can find me on Facebook, Foolishly Creative. That's my page. My Twitter handle is actually a little different because I didn't think this through. It's only 15 <laughs> characters. So it's foolishly and then it's C-R-E-A-T-V. So yeah, I cut out the I and the E, but that's where you can find me. And also on Instagram at Foolishly Creative. And if you have any questions or if you want to have a 30-minute um, strategy call with me, um, if you want to start your brand or start your business and kind of um, want to know more about how I can service you and how I can help you, um, you know, you can always email me at kim at foolishlycreative.com or just visit my website foolishlycreative.com and then there's a there's a form and then we can hop on a call, we can chat. So it's 30-minute complimentary strategy call um, if you need to beautifully said thank you so much for chatting with us and my final question mm -hmm. is if you could take everything you believe in and everything you stand for and put it into one word or one phrase what would that be oh wow that's that's a lot um let me think so i would just say you know the first thing that came to my mind is just kind of like resilience because you know you just have to be resilient in any passion that you do just keep at it keep going so you know that's gonna be my word for 2019 is just resilient beautiful mm -hmm. Kimberly thank you so much for speaking with us today I hope everyone listening is a little foolish this year and they do <laughs> something a little crazy a little creative and hopefully they can connect with you with that info and they can learn more about the show by visiting our Facebook page at Mental Submit thank you so much for being on today well thank you for having me Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you got a lot of value out of that episode and I have something I wanna share with you. So my theme for this year is imperfect execution. We've been sitting, we've been talking about ideas, we've heard stories, case studies, and now it's time to execute. You know what you need to do. 
you know your passion, you know your why, and now it's time to take it from inside your head and make it something that exists in the world, right? That's the only way you're really gonna be able to help people. And I wanna help you through that process. So here's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm offering a free workshop for you guys, for anyone listening, and I want you to be there. It's gonna be at the end of February. It's gonna be all digital. I'm gonna be there live to answer your questions. And we're gonna go through it step by step. Everything you need to do to really build that business, to make it something real. And I challenge you, if you feel like I'm not ready or I'm not sure, I'm not 100%, that's okay. You don't have to be 100%. You just have to be 51%, right? Because that's the majority. So if this feels like, you know what, Candice, I'm ready to make something real. I'm ready to stop sitting on my bottom and get out and make this dream come true for me, then sign up. The link's in the box. The link is in the bio. I can't wait to see you. I'll be waiting for you. Sign up for the workshop today. And I'll see you next week for another episode of Mental Cement.